and welcome to Convo Around the Cove, the show that keeps you in the conversation about your city of Green Cove Springs. I'm Communications Coordinator Tiffany Kelly, and today I'm here with Assistant Water Utilities Director Scott Schultz to talk about the new Harbor Road Wastewater Treatment Plant. Thanks for joining me today, Scott. Hey, good morning, Tiffany. This new Harbor Road Wastewater Treatment Plant is the second phase in a three-phase plan to upgrade the city's wastewater system. The first phase included improvements to the advanced wastewater treatment plant, which also included improvements to two lift stations, as well as improvements to reclaimed water and electrical in the Harbor Road wastewater treatment plant facility. I'm looking forward to hearing more about this new wastewater treatment plant that is currently in the second phase of improvements and what kind of impact it will have on the residents and businesses of the city of Green Cove Springs. Uh, So Scott, why don't we start from the beginning? So why does the city need a new wastewater treatment plan in the first place? Okay, I'm going to use some round dates rather than exact dates. So these are estimations. Around 2010, the uh, state and federal governments had done a lot of studies on the St. John's River. And what they determined was is that nitrogen and phosphorus going into the river were causing algae blooms and reducing dissolved oxygen, which had a significant effect on the plants and animals. So together, the state and federal government, specifically the Environmental Protection Agency and the Florida Department of Environmental Protection, developed limits on the amount of nutrients, nitrogen and phosphorus, that could be discharged into the river. They implemented those uh, limits treatment plant by treatment plant as you went down the river. So when we got our new limits, we knew that it's not something that we could meet with our existing facilities. So we made a decision to modify our existing facilities, which were older and and needed replacement anyway. We made a decision to modify those existing facilities to give us time to do a thorough evaluation as to what kind of treatment plant we would build, where would we build that treatment plant, you know, how would we finance it, how would we minimize the financial impact to our customers. So that's what initiated the whole you know, uh, effort to build a new wastewater treatment plant. And um, when you say, um, you know, limits to to algae and phosphorus, that's that's the the limits that the treatment plant would be discharging into the river. That's correct. When the when the sewage comes to the treatment plant, we fully treat it, and then it is discharged to the river, and and that discharge that water is called effluent, and the effluent is very clean, very clear, high in dissolved oxygen, but the nutrients, specifically nitrogen and phosphorus, are very hard to remove. And it takes a, a, a special wastewater treatment facility. So that was the challenge. How do we meet these nitrogen and phosphorus discharge limits? Mm-hmm. And, and so that, that specifically is what set the initiative to you know, build a new, what's called an advanced nutrient removal wastewater treatment facility. And uh, how did you uh, make the decision to expand the Harbor Road site? You know, initially 
because it takes a lot of land to, to build these kind of facilities, we, we looked south of town, which is where more of the open land was, a rural land. But because of the First Coast Expressway, the, the new beltway around Jacksonville, St. Johns County, Clay County, mm-hmm. that land, which at one time was farmland, has now become very valuable. And because of the treatment plan and what we would have to do to place the effluent, especially when there was low irrigation times, we needed a lot of land, you know, 100 acres. Mm-hmm. Well, that land had gone from maybe worth $2,000 an acre to very, very much more costly because of now this new interstate that was coming through our community. Oh. So that led us to, we almost have to, because of costs, utilize our existing facilities. Mm -hmm. We have two wastewater treatment plants. One of them is the South Wastewater Treatment Plant. That's located in the Reynolds Industrial Park. And then we have the Harbor Road Wastewater Treatment Plant. The Harbor Road site is around 25 acres, so it's it's large enough to, to do what what we needed to do to build the new treatment facility, and it also gave us room to expand into additional treatment units at that site to really treat all of the wastewater that would be generated in our service territory slash city. Mm-hmm. Uh, for what we consider build-out. So unless we really expanded our city limits, we had enough room at the Harbor Road site to treat all of the sewage that would be generated if our uh, city slash service territory was completely built out. Hmm. I also, as I've explained, this project is broken up into three phases. And um, why, why did the city make that decision to break the project up into three phases? One of the primary goals was to be able to build a world-class treatment facility but minimize the financial impact to our customers. So we set out an initiative to seek grant funding, grants from different agencies. Some of the partners in these treatment facilities and in the phases have been the St. Johns River Water Management District, and the Florida Department of Environmental Protection. Those two agencies have not only helped us with the technical aspects of these new treatment facilities, but they also have helped us with the financial aspects of the treatment facility. So there's a limit to how much grant you can get for each project. Right. So by breaking the project into phases, and I'm just going to use round numbers, if it's a $20 million project mm-hmm. and the maximum grant you can get is $4 million, then you're only around 20% of the cost of the project is financed with a grant. So right. you have to borrow and your customers have to help you pay back that additional funding. So by breaking it into phases, if you've got phase one is four million and you can get two million in grant, you've now pay you know fifty percent of the cost of that phase was mm-hmm. funded with grants. So 
each phase we've gotten grant funding both from the St. Johns River Water Management District and the Florida Department of Environmental Protection. So in the end we will have completed there's three phases all three phases of this treatment facility and we will have done it with about 40 percent grant funding oh, wow. so significant cost savings to our customers and and also by breaking it into phases we've been able to you know there's been advances in equipment advances in treatment technology so a couple of years has made a difference in the the ultimate cost of, of the treatment facility. Hmm. Cool, cool. So so being able to break up the project into phases, um, you know, allows the city to be able to get the the latest in in technology and equipment uh, for for this project. That's correct. So the latest in technology, and also optimizing the grant funding. Well, could you um, explain uh, the three phases of these projects? I know, um, as I mentioned earlier, phase one is already complete, but um, but if you could explain all three phases for our audience, you know, just, just for them to get a better picture of what, what this project actually entails. Yes, phase one, what we did is at the Harbor Road site, we installed the electrical upgrades that would support the new plant and would actually support what we call trains or additional treatment plants for a total of of three plants. So we would be able to treat around 4 million gallons of wastewater by adding additional cells or trains as as the city expands and the flows increase. And is that 4 4 million gallons like a day or a week or? 4 million gallons a day. Okay. Yep. So you know, right now, the first train will be a 1.25 million gallon a day facility. And the design has it set up where we can add two more of those. Mm. So phase one, we actually installed the electrical infrastructure to, to, to support it all the way through build out. In addition, we installed infrastructure for reclaimed water storage and pumping. A little earlier I mentioned that the water that leaves a wastewater treatment plant is called effluent. Mm -hmm. There's only a couple of things you can do with that water. You either discharge it to the river or you can use it for irrigation. Mm -hmm. That's called reclaimed water. So Another part of phase one was we installed what's called a reclaimed water storage tank. We we installed pumping systems to be able to pump up to three million gallons a day of reclaimed water to various neighborhoods for irrigation. Oh, cool. So we are now set up to be able to, when the new treatment plant is complete, to be able to take that water and send it to irrigation, customers irrigation, a a golf course and some neighborhoods in our northern section of our service territory. Mm -hmm. So we now have the, the, the reclaimed water infrastructure. We now have the electrical infrastructure to be able to support the full build out 
of that treatment facility, which is going to be around 4 million gallons a day. And when phase two is complete, mm-hmm. 1.25 million gallons a day. Oh, wow. Cool. Cool. And what about um, phase two? I, I understand that um, that's going to be uh, starting in about a month or two. That's correct. We anticipate the contractor to be mobilized towards the end of March. Mm-hmm. And phase two is the actual construction of the new wastewater treatment facility. It's called a nutrient removal facility. It'll be 1.25 million gallons a day. Oh, wow. Cool. When that is complete, we will be able to, which the time frame is about a year and a half, would be an aggressive time frame. Two years would be the longest that we would want to wait. Mm-hmm. And when that is complete, we'll have a, a brand new latest technology, advanced wastewater treatment facility. We will have the reclaimed water in place and we will then start sending reclaimed water to customers for irrigation to keep them from, or to keep us from pulling water out of the ground, good drinking water and using it only for irrigation. Okay, okay, and and would that be um, utilizing the um, the systems that are already in place? I mean, like the pipes for water and wastewater throughout the city that are already in place, or would that also entail installing, I guess, new pipes to be able to pump in this reclaimed water for irrigation? It will be using uh, existing facilities. Actually, prior to phase one of the wastewater treatment facility, we installed what we call our North Grid Reclaimed Water Main. There were two new developments in our service territory, Edgewater Landing and Black Creek Village. Mm-hmm. In those two subdivisions, Edgewater Landing is 177 homes, Black Creek Village is 80 homes, in those two subdivisions, when they were being built, we installed the reclaimed water piping in those neighborhoods. It's purple pipe. Some people may see it. You know, you've got blue for water, green for sewer, and you have purple for reclaimed water. Okay. So we installed the purple piping in the neighborhood. So all of those homes are set up to utilize reclaimed water. Right now, they're using well water, treated water. Mm -hmm. So the mission is to eliminate them using drinking water for irrigation. Mm. So we installed the the main and the piping in those neighborhoods actually prior to phase one of the wastewater treatment plant. Mm. In phase one, we did the improvements at the plant to be able to have a stored volume of reclaimed water and the systems to be able to pressurize that line and deliver the reclaimed water to those neighborhoods in addition to the uh, golf course in Magnolia Point will be using reclaimed water. So we anticipate by the end of phase two of this construction when we actually put all of it in service that during periods of high irrigation, which is spring, summer, that all of the water, the sewage that comes to the wastewater treatment plant is treated, that rather than it go to the river, Mm -hmm. it will actually be used for irrigation and we'll have almost no discharge to the river. 
Oh, wow. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's, it's a big benefit for, for, the, for the river and for the environment. Um, it's kind of, a, you know, a, a really a two-part thing. If we go back to the beginning, we talked about why did we start building this new treatment plant, which was because of the discharge of nutrients, specifically nitrogen and phosphorus, to the river. Mm-hmm. Well, if the water from our treatment plant is now being used for irrigation, then that nitrogen and phosphorus is not being placed in the river. Mm-hmm. So that supports the overall initiative of reducing nutrients in the river, which cause you know the algae blooms and the loss of dissolved oxygen. Part two of it is is that rather than withdraw water from the aquifer or wells rather than using drinking water for irrigation mm-hmm. we'll now be using this wastewater treatment plant effluent or the reclaimed water mm-hmm. so that's really the big two parts to it is we reduce the nutrient discharges to the river and we reduce the withdrawals from the aquifer which you know, saves that water for its primary purpose, which is, you know, potable water, drinking things that you do in homes and businesses. Well, cool, cool. That That's awesome. Once this new advanced wastewater treatment plant in phase two is, is complete, um, what will the last phase of the project entail? The last phase of the project, when when we complete phase two, our south wastewater treatment plant, which is in the Reynolds Industrial Park, will still be in service. Phase three will be eliminating, not really eliminating, but mothballing that south plant and pumping all of the wastewater that's generated in our city's service territory, pumping it all to the Harbor Road treatment plant. Okay. So by mothballing the south plant, you eliminate some expenses because people have to staff it. You have to maintain it. There are a lot of different things that that are that cost money. So we're going to mothball that plant and and send it to the Harbor Road wastewater treatment plant. So that's phase three. Was the South Plant uh, servicing the people south of the city, or was it just kind of a extra step in being able to get water? to the north plant to be able to utilize by the city? Currently the south plant, and once again I'm going to simplify a little bit, the south plant treats all of the wastewater generated south of State Road 16 Mm -hmm. and all the wastewater generated at the Reynolds Industrial Park. Okay. And that goes as far south as the old food line warehouse. So. All the sewage that's generated south of State Road 16 currently goes to the south plant. That will now go to the Harbor Road treatment plant, which is more advanced. Mm -hmm. So we'll get a higher level of treatment. And in addition, we'll have more reclaimed water available. Okay. Because right now our primary users of reclaimed water are north of town. Okay. So it accomplishes those two goals is we have the treat the, the sewage is treated at a more advanced wastewater treatment facility number 1 
Number two, we have more water available for reclaimed water. And there's also a third benefit. When the Florida Department of Environmental Protection was evaluating the river and where do nutrients affect the river most, the Harbor Road treatment plant discharges in what's called a marine environment or salt environment. The South Wastewater Treatment Plant discharges into what's called fresh environment. So hmm. between the South Plant, which is around Governor's Creek, right? Um, I mean, excuse me, the North Plant, which is at Harbor Road, which is at Governor's Creek, and the mm-hmm. South Plant, which is down by the Shands Bridge, that is the break in the river where it changes from salt water to fresh water. Huh, interesting. I didn't know that. So the South Plant's discharge is in a more, I'm just going to call it a more sensitive place in the river. Mm-hmm. So when we think about eliminating the South Plant, it's really three benefits, as we talked about. You get the sewage treated at a more advanced wastewater treatment facility. Mm-hmm. You have water available for reclaimed water in, in our larger reclaimed water service territory. Mm-hmm. And you reduce any discharges in the freshwater portion of the river. Cool, cool. So, uh, so Harbor Road will be able to service pretty much the entire city service area by the end. That's correct. And cool. the, the South Plant, the reason we're using the term mothballed and not eliminated is, it, you know, we kind of circle back around to the First Coast Expressway. Mm-hmm. If that brings significant growth to Reynolds Industrial Park, you know, we may have to, if, if things happen faster than we can build new trains, we may have to put it back in service. Oh, okay. Yeah. And a secondary option would be if things happen in the Reynolds industrial area or our service territory south of town where there is a big use for reclaimed water, you know, let's say, for example, some industry moves in that can use reclaimed water instead of, you know, well water, drinking water, we could pump from the Harbor Road treatment plant reclaimed water to the South Plant, which would become a reclaimed water, what we call a repump station. Okay. So we would pump it into the existing tanks at, at the South Wastewater Treatment Plant, and from there, collect it, pressurize it, and provide that reclaimed water to customers in that area. Well, well, cool, cool. And I know that you have touched upon this um, a lot so far, but is there um, any other ways you haven't mentioned on how these improvements um, will affect the St. John's River? You know, it's just, it's primarily the the reduction of nutrients to the St. John's River, which is one of the primary goals of protecting the St. John's River. And the other big one is utilizing the water from the wastewater treatment plant for irrigation rather than using drinking water for irrigation. During the during the peak time of irrigation, 50% of the water that we produce at our water treatment plants is used for irrigation. Oh wow. We you know as Florida grows and you can see recent events Florida is seeing 
you know, an even greater spike in people moving to, to Florida. Mm-hmm. Drinking water is a limited resource, and we have to do everything we can to reduce the consumption of water. And it's conservation in homes, it's using, you know, water from stormwater ponds, from wastewater treatment plants for irrigation instead of drinking water, all the things that we can do to reduce the uh, consumption of drinking water. And um, uh, lastly, which I think I think this is a question that will um, that our listeners are most interested in, but um, how how uh, does all these improvements um, affect our customers and, and businesses within city limits specifically? In the end, we will end up with a world class wastewater treatment facility and we will still remain one of the lowest, if not the lowest water and sewer utility provider in in our North Florida area. Cool, cool, awesome. Well, I uh, I think that's all the time we have for today, um, unless there are um, anything else uh, that you would like to mention about this project that we uh, haven't talked about before, Scott? I think that's all. Just uh, it's been refreshing the support of the city council, um, the citizens, you know, we've had many public hearings about this process as we've gone along and, and you know, 99% of everything we've heard from the citizens, even though we've had some rate increases to pay for these improvements, has been very positive. And uh, in the end, we're like, as I said, we're going to have a world-class treatment facility and still be one of the most efficient providers of water and sewer in the northeast florida area well uh well thanks for taking the time to talk about this project scott i know in the past 20 minutes or so i've definitely learned a a lot about uh the city's water and wastewater processes and and facilities with this project thank you so much i enjoyed it tiffany and thank you for joining convo around the cove you can listen to episodes on buzzsprout spotify and stitcher keep an eye out on the city's social media for our next discussion topic Send your questions to City of Green Cove Springs Government on Facebook and at GCS Today on Twitter. And remember, it wouldn't be a conversation without you. Send any topic suggestions about city projects or about city government to City of Green Cove Springs Government on Facebook and at GCS Today on Twitter. Talk to you later.